Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Happy Saturday, everyone. Welcome to my Impact Wrestling Against All Odds post show. I'm your host, Denise Salcedo, and we are going to have a good time today. Thank you so much to everyone who is joining this stream right now. We have a pretty decent night of wrestling to talk about here today, so I can't wait to jump in to talk about the show Honestly, it was a good time. There's going to be a lot of matches, nine matches overall to talk about. But before I get into all of that, I just want to remind you all that if you send in any super chats throughout this entire stream, it would really help me out. It would make sure that Sean doesn't cancel the show here and I can still come on and talk about Impact Wrestling each and every single month with you guys here. So if you can send in a super chat, I will read your comment, your question, your statement on the stream if you send in a super chat. Other than that, I think. Thank you guys all so much for joining here today. Again, send in Super Chats and I will be reading them throughout the show. But we are going to recap the entire thing in chronological format and order of events that went down today. Um, Honestly, I thought that every single match delivered something different. The only thing that I'm going to start off saying right now, even though I'm not going to talk about it just yet, was I was not a fan of the main event. I was not a fan of Kenny Omega versus Moose, but I will save my thoughts on that actual main event once we get there. But everything else, I was totally and completely a fan of. Uh, so here we go. We actually got our first super chat of the day. Thank you so much to the intangible one, Ryan B. Bad. Thank you so much to Ryan for kicking us off here. He says, the crowd for the main event sucked. They were so quiet and barely any reaction for that Moose Spanish fly. Well, they didn't have an actual crowd. They just had some of the talent uh, from the looks of it on the outside of the ring. But it wasn't like an actual like real crowd there so that's uh so that's probably why uh how you felt about that but it wasn't even that i just did not like the main event match and i will talk about that once we get there but we have another super chat thank you so much to dan v 900 thank you so much to dan who says i'm with denise the main event wasn't great i thought the pacing was terrible it was too slow compared to omega swan and moose swan it was rough oh yeah exactly thank you so much dan v 900 again i know i'm going to go into detail later 
on. But I do want to say that I have to agree with everything that Dan V said here in this comment. Uh, if you do not agree, you can send in a super chat and tell me why you do not agree with that. Uh, but no, I completely agree with you. I think that a lot of Omega's matches and even Moose's matches have been a lot better, some of which uh, Dan V here just shared in his super chat. So thank you so much to Dan V for kicking us off with all of that. Um, alrighty, guys, here we go. So let's kick things off. We are going to open, um, we're going to start things off with, actually, we got another super chat. Thank you so much to Kid Campbell who says, how the hell does a five way get ruled a no contest due to interference? Are they or are they not DQ? All right. So we're going to talk about that once we get to the match. Now, I know. I know that nobody wanted the the way that the five-way got, essentially the way that it ended. I know it's not necessarily our favorite thing. However, surprisingly, I'm not going to complain about it because I really did like the finish to that, but I will talk about that once we get to it. We have another super chat from Aiden O'Donnell who says, not to distract from the show, but you look great. Thank you so much, Aiden. So uh, just a quick side note, guys. I got a new computer and everything looks high def and I hate it. I hate it because um, I don't like to see myself in high definition. So I've been putting extra makeup on to try to hide some of those flaws. So uh, I appreciate the comment from Aiden Oldano for that. Uh, you're definitely making me feel a lot better than I was two minutes ago. So thank you so much to uh, Aiden here. All right, so let's kick things off with the first match here. And the opening match was the Good Brothers versus Tommy Dreamer and Sammy Callahan in a no DQ street fight. So I'm going to start off by being honest here. I really do think that this match could have been a lot better had they not necessarily had, I think had they actually had somebody else partner up with Sammy Callahan. I thought that some other good options for, uh, for his partner could have literally been like Chris Saban or James Storm. I really thought that they could have done the same exact, uh, you know, bring them in the same way that they did Tommy Dreamer with this match because unfortunately this was your like typical every early 2000s hardcore match where there really wasn't like it was okay I'm not gonna sit here sit here and tell you that it was not good but it was a decent match but really the highlight of this entire match was honestly Sammy Callahan uh he was the one that was just like bringing everything bringing all the fun bringing all like the creative usage of the weapons and really having a fun time with this match everything that he did with Doc Gallows in this match I absolutely loved obviously he worked more in this match with Doc Gallows and Anderson worked more with Tommy Dreamer throughout this match so I did kind of think that this one could have been a lot better for the most part it was kind of just again your basic early 2000s hardcore match um so anyway so some cool spots here that we had they started off this match brawling on the outside of the ring we saw several chair shots sammy hits uh doc gallows new doc gallows numerous times with a broom and sammy and dreamer bring out the trash can so we did i do obviously like the fact that um you know they brought out the weapons in this street fight um the only thing that I'm going to have to complain about with this match in particular was that when some of the guys were inside of the ring and we had some of the guys on the outside of the ring, what I didn't like was they did the fast 
fast camera cuts. I was not a fan of that because there were several times where I wanted to get into something that was happening and I couldn't because they were doing the fast camera cuts and I didn't like that. And it was very noticeable in the beginning during this match. So that kind of took me off, took me out of it a little bit. Uh, there was a moment where Sammy Callahan wrapped Doc Gallus's ankles in a chain. I felt that I would have enjoyed that a little bit more had they not been doing the fast camera cuts throughout this match. Um, but I definitely um, enjoyed it nonetheless. We actually have a super chat from Matt Reichel. Thank you so much to Matt, by the way, who I got to meet. Uh, both Sean and I got to meet at AEW Double or Nothing, as you can tell by his default there. He says, the five-way looks to be setting up the king of the mountain for Slammiversary. Love the HD of the new iMac. Thank you so much, Mac, uh, Matt. I was going to say Max for some reason. I don't know why. All right. Thank you so much, Matt. We have another super chat from Dan V 900 who says, Impact can't in good conscience main event Slammiversary with Sam Callahan with fans back he's not the guy and a triple threat isn't good either do it with Josh Alexander or someone else see here's the thing about Sammy Callahan and I'm going to go ahead and talk about it now because I know a lot of people aren't necessarily keen on seeing Sammy Callahan versus uh Kenny Omega but here's the thing though is that Sammy Callahan has had really good matches with Eddie Edwards with Trey Miguel with Rich Swan with Penta and they've all been very different matches and I actually think that if we are to have, you know, Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega at Slammiversary, obviously with the way the show ended today, we're not completely 100% positive as we were coming into this, uh, heading into the show. But given the fact that Sammy Callahan does have these very good matches with some of the guys that I just named, I really do think that he, that he and Kenny Omega would not necessarily have like this technical masterpiece of a match. They wouldn't necessarily have that type of match, but I still think that they would have a pretty good match and it would be something totally different from the normal type of matches that we're used to seeing Kenny Omega pull off. So I got to say that as much as other people might not want to see Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega, I like the idea. I'm a fan and I would, I would totally dig it 100%. Uh, so thank you so much to Dan V 900 for sending in this super chat um okay guys so we're gonna go ahead and, oh btw i didn't even tell you guys how this match actually ended all right so good brothers do the magic killer onto dreamer uh, onto dreamer on a table which that was a pretty good spot i really did like that uh sammy ends up hitting them both with a baseball bat and that is how he ends up getting the win and obviously with sammy callahan most likely most likely, as of this point in time, from the this period of the show that we're on, you know, is heading into this match with either Kenny Omega or Moose. Obviously, he has to pick up the win. He cannot afford to be on the losing side or to be getting pinned whatsoever. So, again, enjoyed this match. It could have been better, but it was what it was. Alrighty, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on. But before I do move on, friendly reminder that if you guys want to get your comment, your question, or your statement read on the stream, you can go ahead and send in a super chat. Um, those definitely help out the show and keep us going and also keep the coverage alive here uh, for these Impact post shows on the Impact Plus app. All right, so let's talk about this next match because this next match I was completely and totally a fan of. I love this match so much more 
more than I originally kind of expected to, to be honest. So we had Joe Doring versus Kojima. And a uh, fun fact here, I posted this on Twitter because I thought that this was pretty interesting. This is the first time in Impact history that we had two former All Japan Triple Crown champions face each other on Impact Wrestling. So I thought that was pretty cool. So obviously heading into this match, I'm thinking, all right, this definitely has to be a showcase match for Joe Doring. That is what I'm expecting out of this match. And a friendly reminder that the last time we saw Kojima uh, versus Doring, Kojima defeated Joe Doring to successfully defend, uh, successfully defending his All Japan Triple Crown Championship. So I do like like the history behind this actual match, even though that it was such a long time ago. It was pretty cool to have that and also have that be mentioned on commentary over and over. Uh, So that was really great. But from the start, Doring is working the arm of Kojima to essentially avoid Kojima's lariat. So really smart on his part to actually go ahead and, you know, have this game plan set in place. But here's the thing, though, that I specifically like about Doring. So what I like about him is that he works this like slow. He works at a slower pace. And that's obviously like that's the style. That's the style that he's going to work at a slower pace. But he does everything with a purpose and not just that. So he has a plan. He has a purpose. But the way that he wrestles and the way that he does things and everything that he does, he does it in a way where he uses all of his power and all of his impact into each and every single uh, move that he does. Essentially, he doesn't work like your normal WWE big man style. Like he does it. He uses all of his weight and everything that he does. And a lot of guys don't do that. So it's almost like every time he throws a punch or anything like that, it's like you're being hit by like with a sandbag or something so I love that I love that aspect uh, we saw Kojima literally hit him with like a rapid fire of like several chops to the chest that was an awesome moment but uh, the ending we see Doring hit him with a Death Valley driver and he holds on to him so he doesn't let him go after he hits the Death Valley driver he he uh, holds on to him and then hits him with a lariat and then does a spinning power bomb for the actual win. So I love the sequence of events that led to the finish. I thought the finish was awesome. I thought the match was awesome. This was definitely, um, I think this was probably my second favorite match of the night. It was my favorite in, up until this point, but obviously it was just the second match at this point, but definitely up there in one of the matches of the night for sure. We actually have another super chat. Thank you so much to the intangible one, Ryan B. Bad215, who says, I have higher hopes for Sammy versus Omega. I have higher hopes for a Sammy versus Omega match than I did for the main event tonight. Sammy could be like another Mox type guy for Omega to beat. Yeah, and you know, I really did think that this match with Kenny Omega versus Moose, I thought I was going to be a bigger fan of it. I really was. And unfortunately, I just did not feel that way whatsoever. And uh, so thank you so much to uh, the intangible one, Ryan B. Bad, for sending in this super chat. Um, Alrighty, guys, so let's go ahead and move on. On. So after this, we had a really, really fun match. And this is always how it is with the X Division. You have your number one contenders X Division match. Now, I know that a lot of people are probably not a big fan of how this actually ended, uh, how the match actually ended. But I still thought I, I, I felt differently. And let me jump into it. So we have 
uh, Ace Austin versus Petey Williams versus Rohit Raju versus Trey Miguel versus Chris Bay. And they are all trying to get their match with Josh Alexander. So um, looking at the options of the guys that we see in this match, right off the bat, I want Chris Bay to win. I want Chris Bay to win because I feel that the last time that he was champion, I almost feel like it got cut too short. And I don't necessarily think that they actually, uh, I don't think that they really, I don't think that they really got the full Chris Bay as X Division champion that they could get. They didn't scratch the surface with him as a champion there. So I do think that there's a lot. Uh, I would like to see Chris Bay essentially be the guy to get this opportunity. We just saw Rohit. We know recently Rohit Raju. Obviously, he had his title reign. So we already saw that. Petey Williams is fantastic but we kind of already know what he can do and also I do think that you know having Chris Bay actually win this match would mean a lot more than if it was Petey Williams so that's kind of how I felt heading into this match we actually have a super chat this one is from uh Steve Engblom Uh, I hope I didn't mess up your last name Steve he says I stopped watching AEW because of finishes like that uh I don't look I don't blame you if it's something that can be so irritating where you're like okay this is stopping me from enjoying the product then it is what it is and obviously we we've been complaining about that we've been complaining about that more so even on the wwe end because nobody likes the dqs and all of that the interferences i mean we've that's been like constant conversation and you know AEW also does a lot of like the run-ins they do they do a lot of the post-match melees they do a lot of that too so it does sort of get a little irritating however i do think that sometimes if it's not overused in a company and it's not overly done all the time I could let it slide so that is I think why I kind of let it slide here uh, with impact wrestling so I kind of let it slide with the finish here but um, thank you so much to Steve for sending in this super chat Um, okay so anyways um, let's get into this match because seriously guys I mean what do you expect from all of these talents and you know what I'm going to start off by saying this so when it comes down like I'm thinking to myself man It is crazy. It is crazy how much all of these guys are drastically improving. Like these are already talents that are already good, are already solid in the ring. But I swear each and every single time they just continue and continue to get better. And that was one of the obvious things here is that not only does Impact Wrestling have like these great veterans that, you know, the young guys can work with, but a lot of the young guys, you know, they have a lot of different versatility in their matches. And we definitely are seeing that. And then also like they're getting TV time. They're just getting experience. Exposure and they're just growing and growing as talents. It, it was something that was just so noticeable tonight. And I feel like every time I do these post shows, it's something that I have to say, but because it's true, like they really are doing a great job at growing their talents. And yeah, they don't have like a lot of like, you know, big star names on their show, but I feel like what they do, what, uh, what they, what I feel like, even though they don't have that, it's still okay because you're seeing like all of these other guys and, you know, they're presenting so many different types of matches and so many different styles that personally, that's what makes these shows enjoyable. And if you watched against all odds, like if you're here watching the post show and you're like, I just want to know what happened on the actual show, or you actually watched against all odds, it was such an easy show to watch. I didn't feel like, 
I struggled at any point. Each match brought something different. So it was a very, very like easy way to spend an afternoon watching wrestling. So um, anyway, so we have a lot of great moments during this match. Obviously, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, they go at it. You just see the athleticism between them. It's absolutely phenomenal. We see uh, Trey Miguel does an awesome Tope Con Hero onto all of the guys. And this is great because not only does he land properly, he lands properly on his feet, but all the guys actually catch him. So that looked really good. Uh, there was a moment where Trey Miguel has Ace Austin in a leg lock. Petey has um, Bay in a sharpshooter. And then uh, Trey and Petey at the exact same time are punching each other. I thought that was a great moment. Uh, Rohit Raju and Trey Miguel going at it. It was a lot of fun to watch them work together. And I felt the exact same way with Petey and Ace Austin. Uh, Petey hits the top, uh, top rope destroyer on Ace Austin. That was pretty awesome too. And then as th- after this is when we saw essentially what people weren't a fan of, which was Madman Fulton appear and essentially kind of ruin this match here because they tried to get him out. They didn't want Madman Fulton. They tried to take him out so that he wouldn't be part of this match or that he wouldn't interfere. But I gotta say, even though I wasn't a fan of like this essentially being like a no contest in the end, I liked the fact that Madman Fulton came out and he looked like a freaking monster, okay? So here we go. He literally, all four guys tried to take Madman Fulton down and out, but instead, so they're all on him. So at the exact same time, he gets up, he power bombs Chris Bay, he choke slams both Petey and Rohit, and power slams uh, Trey Miguel all at the exact same time. And this was, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, if you're going to end it in a no contest, I mean, I guess you might as well do it this way because I actually thought that that was a pretty good ending. I mean, not the best ending, but I thought that the addition of Man Man Fulton doing that spot was really cool. Um, all right, guys. So what did you guys think? Go ahead and send in your thoughts. Once again, if you do send in any super chats, uh, I thank you so much for them. If you want to get your comment, your question or your statement read on the stream, the best way to do so is by sending in a super chat. Also, for those of you who do not know yet, and I'm sure you guys do, uh, Fightful Select has officially surpassed 2000 subscribers, guys, 2000 surpassed it if you have not subscribed yet to fightfulselect.com i have no idea what you're waiting for if you want to get your wrestling news fast and straight to your inbox and some of the best scoops that sean ross sap has been bringing out seriously subscribe to fightfulselect.com join the over 2,000 very happy people on fightfulselect.com all right guys we're gonna go ahead and move on to okay yes i'm thinking about this guys and this is it This is my favorite match of the night. Okay. I'm pretty positive. Hold on. I'm going to scroll through the rest of the rest of the show. Okay. Yes. I'm fully confident in my choice here. Um, the fourth match of the night saw W. Morrissey versus Rich Swan. And I'm just going to say it right now. This was not only my favorite match of the night, but I think it is officially time that I put it out there into the universe. That Rich Swan is literally one of my favorite uh, current wrestlers, period, okay? 
favorite current wrestlers period with Rich Swan because every time Rich Swan goes out there, he seriously has some of the best matches. And I feel like I feel like I haven't given enough love or shout out to Rich Swan because he really is great with no matter who he's in the ring with. And this match with W. Morrissey was fantastic. I thought it was probably one of the best matches that I had seen in a while all across the board. As you guys know, I cover, you know, the WWE stuff. I cover the AEW stuff. And, you know, I do these impact monthly shows. But honestly, I think in recent time, I'm going to say that W. Morrissey versus Rich Swan was one of my favorite matches across the board. All right. So, Okay, this was your perfect big guy, little guy match, all right? Your David versus Goliath type of match that are just so easy. If, you know, they're done right, they're very fun, very enjoyable. And so, first and foremost, I have no idea how, but W. Morrissey gets bigger by the second. By the second, this guy is a freaking beast. Like, every time I see him, it takes me a step back where I'm like, how the hell did this guy get so freaking huge? I mean, it's insane. Um, Anyway, so right off the bat, he tosses Swan out of the ring like a rag doll. Swan tries everything to take him down, punches him, kicks him, even bites him and cannot take him down he tries to cross body morrissey but instead morrissey gets him with the big boot then swan does an awesome spot which really if you think about it is very very difficult to do because he literally hits morrissey with a 450 from the ring apron to the floor morrissey was on the floor and Rich Swan hit him with the 450. And the reason why that's harder is because obviously he's not on the ropes. He doesn't have that extra spring in his step to get that 450, but he just does it. And that is like purely all Rich Swan right there and his his athleticism, which I thought was phenomenal. So um, Swan essentially does another 450 after this, but this one is from the rope and he gets a two count. Then he does a middle rope Phoenix splash, but Morrissey just literally picks him up like a baby, like a child, like literally nothing. He, uh, he picks him up here and, uh, okay. So he, Sorry, guys, I lost my spot on where I was at here. All right, so he picks him up. He uh, So Rich Swan gets him with the Phoenix Splash, and then Morrissey does not, He did, Morrissey literally grabs him and ends up hitting him with the F5, which I thought was absolutely awesome. Then Swan goes for a uh, springboard, but instead of landing the actual springboard, Morrissey again gets him with the boot and ends up getting them with two power bombs, and then he gets him with another power bomb, and that is how W. Morrissey ends up getting the win. I'm sorry but this match was awesome we saw a lot of great spots from rich swan we saw morrissey counter them counter them with his power with his strength it showed both sides it's so it showed what both guys are good at and brought it all into one so i was definitely um a fan of this here all righty guys btw friendly reminder if you guys want to get your comment your question your statement whatever it is if you guys want to get it read on the show make sure to send in a super chat not only do they help me out but they also help out fightful and basically keeps my show on on, on the air. So if you guys want to go ahead and send in a super chat, I will definitely go ahead and read your comments. All right. Um, alrighty guys, let's jump into this following match. After this, we had, uh, the fifth match of the night was Jordan Grace versus Tennille Dashwood. And this was another really good match. Uh, honestly, here's the thing about Impact Wrestling too. And I tweeted this out. So I got to reiterate this, but 
they do not have a big roster, okay? Impact, I, I mean, I haven't counted how many people they have, but they do not have a big roster by any means. But somehow, some way, they are able to pull out a lot of fresh matchups. And I really, really, really applaud them for that because there was so many mat- fresh matchups on this entire show. Uh, this was definitely, uh, the, and they kept it going. Like, they literally kept it going throughout the show. So that was my favorite thing about that. But let's talk about Jordan Grace versus is Tennille Dashwood because Jordan Grace and I don't know if I said this on my last post show for the impact uh for the impact show I don't know if I said this last time but I am blown away by Jordan Grace every time she goes in the ring I am blown away from her because I feel that she wrestles a style that is so perfect for her and she could easily disregard the she could easily disregard that and work the same style that like every other girl or that the majority of women work but she's working some she's working a different style that is more unique to her and what she can do in the ring and that is what I really like because it kind of makes her stand out so much more so um we see Jordan Grace hit Tennille with a spinning fool Nelson um I liked that moment there we then see Caleb with a K and Tennille essentially both drag Jordan Grace's body from the ring to the mat hit her really hard while the referee was essentially distracted by Rachel Allering and obviously Rachel and Jordan's whole like relationships looking like it's falling apart and that was definitely teased throughout this entire match here we see Tennille stretch the arms of Jordan Grace we see Tennille get her with a tarantula Jordan Grace does a running Vader bomb and it looks fantastic Jordan then gets her with a rear naked chokehold and she's about to win this match but Caleb ends up ends up distracting the referee Tennille Neil then is able to take the advantage on this and she is able to roll up Jordan to actually get the win here. So again, they're teasing the breakup here with Jordan and uh, Rachel Ellering. So she does not want Rachel Ellering's help. Rachel Ellering keeps butting in, keeps ruining the matches for her. And that's basically the story that they are telling here. But this was honestly a pretty fun match. Um, this was probably one of my favorite to Neil matches that I've seen in a while. So I got to say um, thumbs up on this one here. And, um, all right, guys, I'm going through most of your comments here. Once again, if you guys want to send in a super chat, you guys can. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to watch. Also, friendly reminder, if you guys have not yet subscribed to FightfulWrestling.com, make sure you guys do so.com. Oh, my gosh. Fightful Wrestling, the YouTube channel, you are here. Make sure you guys are subscribing because we are on the road to 50,000 subscribers, guys. 50,000 YouTube subscribers. We are almost there. So if you haven't subscribed, Make sure you guys do so. Alrighty, everyone. Uh, so we are going on to the next match here. This one was Fire and Flava versus Susan and Kimberly. Again, another fresh matchup on this show. Big fan of that too. Um, so here's the thing about this one, and I'm going to try to explain this as best as I possibly can. This match was a little sloppy, but not in a bad way. Like not in a way that it, it's bad. In a way that it it like it didn't take away from the actual match whatsoever. In fact, it actually led to some really funny moments and some really funny spots throughout this match. So even though, like I said, it was a little sloppy, it wasn't sloppy in a bad way. Anytime that we see Kira, Kira Hogan and uh, Tasha Steeles go at it with Susan, I thought their chemistry was off the charts. I thought the, any, the, anytime that they were in the ring together, 
was when I was really, really into this match here. We see Kimberly hit a swanton on Kira Hogan, and then we see Tasha do a missile drop kick on Kimberly. She then does a frog splash on Susan for the actual win. Also, really quickly, guys, shout out to James Dross. James Dross just became a YouTube member here on Fightful Wrestling. Congratulations. If you become a YouTube member, you get like bonus content exclusive for YouTube members. So thank you so much to James Jaraz, who just joined in on here. All right, you guys. Um, after this, we had the Impact Tag ti- Tag Team titles on the line. We had fi- violence, violence by design. God, I cannot talk anymore, guys. So many wrestling shows. That's it. I'm burning down. I'm crashing down. That's it. Send me back to developmental. Violent by design. We have Cody Diener and Rhino uh, versus Decay, Crazy Steve, and Black Thaurus. And this match is pretty hella fun. Okay, this probably this again. This wasn't like my favorite match of the night, but it was totally enjoyable. And just holy cow, I cannot keep up with Black Thaurus. I cannot keep up with him, guys. Every time, every time I was like trying to write down the moves down, I was trying to write down like, oh, this happened on the, this happened. He did this on the match. He did this on the match. And then he did this. I could not keep up. I was like, screw it. I'm not going to write anything down because Black Thaurus is just kicking ass. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to come on this post show and essentially get that going. But um, at the top of this match, we do see, we do see Thaurus get right out to the corner and he essentially hits them with several uppercuts spinning kick to the gut and th- again this was really fun i really enjoyed though um seeing cody diener and crazy steve go at it i thought that they had really good chemistry in the ring so i thought that was really great um and then in the end we see um violence by design um okay so the finish here we see Rhino hit Crazy Steve when he's on the top rope. So he bounces off and Cody Diener is able to hit Crazy Steve with a DDT for the win. So again, good fun match. I was definitely uh, feeling this one for sure. Alrighty, guys, uh, and we are going to go ahead and move on after this. So after this, we had another really awesome match, and I'm just I'm going to take forever, but I'm going to really have to put over Deanna Perazzo in this match here because this was for the Knockouts title, Deanna Perazzo versus Rosemary. And again, I mentioned at the top of this that that they do keep Impact Wrestling very fresh. Like I said, the fresh matchups and all of that. But here's the thing, though. When it comes to the women's division, and this is why it it is a good, why it's good. So not only do they have different opponents for Deanna Perrazzo, but they have women that are credible enough to actually be these challengers to Deanna Perrazzo to the point where you can actually say, you know what? There's a possibility that this person may actually have a chance at becoming champion, okay? They actually have enough credit. They've given all of their women enough credibility so that when they challenge Deanna Perrazzo, their champion, not only are they going to deliver an awesome match, but they are going to continue to elevate Deanna Perrazzo as an actual champion. Now, on top of that, so on top of that, one of the things that I do have to put over in this is commentary. Commentary did a really good job at really 
making sure that they explained everything that Deanna Perazzo was doing. And by that, I don't mean just calling out the moves or anything like that. By that, I mean that the second that Deanna Perazzo got in the ring, immediately she started going after Rosemary's arm and immediately commentary took a note of that and made sure to mention that because they mentioned the fact that she comes in, Deanna Perazzo comes in with an actual strategy, okay? She comes in with a strategy and she sticks to it. And that's the thing is when you're watching Deanna Perrazzo wrestle, you I almost feel like you're you you can see like you can see like the you can see like the psychology, the story of it all. You can see what Deanna Perrazzo might be thinking and why she's doing the things that she's doing. I feel as a viewer, I am becoming more knowledgeable as I'm watching Deanna Perrazzo put these matches together. And that is honestly the best way that I can explain that. And commentary made sure to really put that over. They did a lot for Deanna Perrazzo during this match. So I have to really give them a shout out for that because I thought that was really awesome. Um, so again, so Deanna Perrazzo went after Rosemary's arms. When Rosemary tried to do a uh, double arm DDT, she was unable to. She couldn't, she didn't have the strength in her arm to do so. And then um, Deanna essentially uh, takes off her knee brace at one point. So not only did she already damage the arms of Rosemary, but now she's taking off the knee brace off of Rosemary and essentially exposing her surgically repaired knee. So now it's kind of like a game where now Deanna Perrazzo has different ways in which she can actually beat Rosemary and so you kind of see this like you can see like the thought process that was put into this match that actually led to this moment um in the end we actually see um Deanna hit the gotch pile driver and that is how she ends up winning the match so if you are like again if you're a fan of like wrestling with psychology I think you will definitely enjoy Deanna Perrazzo versus Rosemary and obviously this is not new this is something that we see in Deanna's matches a lot but it's definitely something that needs to be talked about we have another super chat thank you so much to Thomas Garner uh Thomas Thomas says Deanna already beat Rosemary one-on-one for the title so with this pay-per-view's name I think Havoc being added for Perazzo, uh, to be both of them would be better. Uh, I actually spoke to Havoc recently. I'm going to be posting up a uh, interview with her. Um, excuse me, the lightning round portion of the interview is going to be going up hopefully tomorrow on my YouTube channel. Uh, so that's going to be coming up, and I'll make sure to tweet out the links for that. But um, dude, that that's the thing though. That's the thing is that you come out here and you're like, oh, like I think Havoc would be good. There are more options for the champion here she has more options here in challengers so that's personally what makes me happy when i watch this having actual challengers for your champion ah thank you so much to thomas gardner for sending in the super chat Alrighty, guys uh let's see where are we at after this all right so after this match um oh man we're already at the main event oh snap guys um i talk really fast because boy we're just at 35 minutes here all right so i'm gonna try to get into this match and maybe stretch it out just a little bit more here guys again if you want to send in any super chats uh keep me talking keep me on the air send them in and i will definitely read your comments your thoughts your questions whatever it is send them in um like i said i was not a fan of this main event so if you totally disagree with me this is it this is the moment where you essentially tell me hey denise this is why you're wrong uh or unless you agree then you can definitely tell me that as well all right so we have moose versus omega and this is taking place in daly's place not over in nashville 
We have Tony Schiavone, Scott Demore, and Don Kellis on commentary. Again, this is for the Impact World Championship. And I'll start off again by reiterating the fact that I was not a fan of this match. I thought this match was going to be so much better. And here's the thing is that I loved the beginning. I hated the middle. And then the ending was okay. Like the finish. Okay. So the finish itself was like, ugh. but everything be- leading up to the finish was good. It was mainly just the middle portion of this match where I found myself feeling like this match was dragging. I started yawning a lot and I was like, oh no, once I start yawning, that's it. I'm no longer interested in this. But anyways, the opening was pretty good. I loved the beginning portion of this match. So we saw Moose essentially picking up Kenny literally like he's a child while he's while while Kenny is trying to choke him. So I did think that that was pretty hilarious. So they were really off to a good start here. We see Kenny do a Terminator dive to Moose. We see Kenny chop Moose and it does nothing. We see Moose do a standing moonsault and it really trips me out because when you look at Moose and he does a standing moonsault, it's bound to be really impressive for a guy his size. And then it's after this that I thought the match really started to drag. At this point, uh, the midpoint of this match, I really started to feel tired I thought the match got really boring and I thought they were stretching it out um, really for no reason I think at this point they sort of lost the flow of the match and it kind of just ended up being uh, you know moves here and there but no real flow in this match. At least that's how I felt during the midpoint of this. Um, things start picking up once we see Kenny hit Moose with two V-triggers. He gets a two count. Moose does the Spanish fly on Kenny. And then um, after this is when we see the Young Bucks run in. And they end up super kicking Moose. So Kenny is able to get the one-winged angel on Moose. And that is how he essentially gets the win here. So that is your match. But then afterwards... Post-match, we see Sammy Callahan come out. And here's the thing is that they really do also need to address. They really do need to address the fact that Sammy Callahan, who was obviously in the opening match, match in Nashville, is then now in the main event for uh, for uh, in, in Jacksonville. However, and obviously, guys, this is storyline-wise. Storyline-wise, they got to explain how that happened. Storyline-wise, they got to tell us how on earth did Sammy Callahan make it there to Jacksonville from Nashville. Uh, But I did check a Google search. It takes two hours and seven minutes from Nashville to Florida. So they could explain that. Maybe he got a jet. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, someone points and makes a joke, and I was going to make this joke on Twitter, too. Uh, Kid Campbell says, Jen Me is back. Jen Me is back on Impact. Exactly. Um, so Sammy Callahan hits the bucks with the bat. He tries to get Kenny Omega with the bat and the chair, similar to the way that he did with Eddie Edwards. And so then Don Callis essentially fires him. Don Callis, who is storyline, is obviously still a VP um, on Impact. And so he is able, has the authority, has the power to essentially fire him. So what does that mean for their match that's supposed to be happening at Slammiversary? I don't know. Now that he's been fired, I have no idea what that means now. Are we still going to be getting Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, So they're going to have to explain that, obviously, on Impact. They're going to have to explain how Sammy Callahan got to Jacksonville and what on earth is going to happen now that Don Callis 
fired him. So that was the ending of Slammiversary. Again, if you guys want to send in your thoughts on the main event, on the actual show, or anything that I didn't touch on, you can go ahead and send in a super chat. But other than that, guys, that was the show. Again, all of these Impact Wrestling pay-per-view shows on the Impact Plus, they're really, really easy to watch. If you're just like, I just want to watch some good wrestling. Uh, if you just want to watch like a, ver- a different different styles of wrestling, I think that it's really fun to check out these Impact shows. They're always a really good time. Uh, other than that, guys, tomorrow I will be back on with Sean Ross Sapp. We are going to be talking about NXT TakeOver in your house. That's going to be happening tomorrow. So I will be back tomorrow with Sean. And then Monday, we will be back to talk about Monday Night Raw. You guys all know how that goes down. And then the next Impact show that I will be on here talking about uh, with Sean as well, and I believe Steven Jensen as well, uh, will be Slammiversary on July 17th. So lots of wrestling podcasts coming your way. Uh, we actually have a super chat. I'm going to read this. is going to be the last super chat I read for the day. Uh, this one is from Double Shot Jake who says, Sammy to AEW, maybe. Oh, that would be interesting. That would actually be interesting. Hey, he's been fired. He's been fired. Maybe that'll be something. Who knows? Uh, thank you so much to Double Shot Jake for sending in uh, this super chat. Alrighty, guys, there you go. That is the show. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, BTW, if you uh, have never seen my streams before and you're like new to me or whatever, make sure to follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I hope you guys had a good time. If you enjoyed my post show, leave a nice comment. Give this video a thumbs up. You know, tweet Sean, tweet Jimmy Van, tweet at Fightful. Tell them that you like the show. Tweet them, spread the word, and uh, I'll see you guys back here tomorrow for NXT TakeOver in your house. Until next time, I'm Denise Salcedo. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.